Oh my gosh, I feel like we're all over the place. Ian is in space on the TARDIS. Andre is at the Rosebud Motel. I'm in Schitt's Creek. Can anybody guess where I am? I know where no you clue. are. No <laughs> clue. Let's just put it this way. I'm waiting for my neighbor across the hallway to score me some morphine and some Suboxone so I can get through this here night. Just saying. Um, People listening on iTunes must be like, okay. <laughs> I got it. If you are listening to us on your favorite platform or wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, yeah, you know, you should go to YouTube and um, see the videos. I feel like a lot of people like to do that because they can listen to the show on their TV. You know, especially sure. in the quarantine. It's just my cousin likes it that way. She, likes it, she puts it up on her TV. That's how she listens to her music is on um, on YouTube. I get it. You're getting a visual, you're getting an audio. But if you just want, if you're just somewhere like walking your dog, just imagine we, we put up backgrounds on our Skype background. Skype is like, fuck Zoom. We can do that too. <laughs> if you want bullshit backgrounds, there's some bullshit backgrounds. So I like it because I don't, you know, I'm not hard pressed to clean up the den. Um, so Lisa Ian, Andre is back. He had a restful weekend. Well, not too restful because I kept calling him and asking him how to <laughs> post the video huh? on YouTube. So you got really no break from me. Of all the time you spent with me over the weekend, you could have just done the podcast. So, no, uh, it was great. I didn't mind. It was very restful. Was it? Yeah. You're in the middle. I got of one more week, bitch. Yeah. One more week. One more week of college. <laughs> it's so exciting. I mean, are you just ready to like? Do you, are you going to market? Are you going to have a celebration when it's over? I don't know. I'm. I'm just not in the mood for it, honestly. Yeah. Like someone asked me if I wanted to walk in in December since they've pushed our formal ceremony to December. I'm like, I can't make that decision right now because right now I'm just like, I'm very over it. So I feel like by December, you'll be a whole different person. Yeah. It also depends if I can get my cap and gown from the bookstore that's currently closed. So gotcha. There is that. Yeah. Love that. So, so City of Angels. So City of Angels. Oh, and Ian, how you doing over there? How's the, how's the 13th Doctor? Is she the 13th? No, this is this is the 9th slash 10th Doctor. <gasps> oh, this is Tenet. Yeah. My bad. That's your favorite Doctor, isn't it? So I was looking for a Gallifrey one, but it was just all fucked up. So I was like, yeah. Which yeah. one is the 10th one? David Tennant? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the only one is I know. Is he 9 or 10? No, 9 is Eccleston. Yeah. 10 is Tennant. Matt Smith. Peter Capaldi. And then Jodie Whittaker. Nerds. Um, nerd purr. So, yeah, we decided to hop back on before our weekly to talk about City of Angels, Penny Dreadful's anthology series. I don't. Can someone clear this up for me? Why are they calling it Penny Dreadful? Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm not really I don't get it. I don't get the the marketing behind using city of angels under the penny dreadful umbrella right we don't we don't know what the rest of the season is going to look like we don't know if there's going to be some name drops here and there but i i feel like you said this i feel like it sort of confuses people and it's like well do i have to watch the first penny dreadful in order to understand this one and I mean, you don't it's completely different oh my god it's you will not, flip a couch if not, you do that yeah <laughs> if you go to it's watch the first quite... penny you'll be like what <laughs> for yeah. real yeah it's not quite clear still. I mean, I was, I'm assuming this is supposed to be taking within taking place within the same world. But like, if they if they just did City of Angels, and 
I mean, John Logan is is known for Penny Dreadful, so like everyone kind of knows like this is his like like world that he likes to play in. So like I feel like it's not important. I don't know. And then Reeve Carney on his Instagram said that he was like not affiliated with the new show at all. And I know we were talking about maybe him coming back for an episode. That would have been really cool. But he apparently makes the that's most not sense. the case. Oh my god, I would love to see Reeve Carney. Hopefully Reeve is lying to us and Dorian Gray is going to show up somewhere in Los Angeles because this is his town. That would have been his time. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. It was just like by the time the episode was over, I was like, I feel like they they can just like drop the the umbrella. I don't know. It feels unnecessary. Uh, yeah, probably. it does to me, too. Does it throw you at all, Ian? Do you care? Yeah, well, I mean... I don't know. The first one, the first Penny Dreadful, like everyone knows, it took me a while to get onto. I I think I started it and then I didn't finish it and then I hopped back on a little bit later. Um, This one wasn't the same though. I just it didn't have the same sort of feel to me. Um, It 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 was a little bit on the gimmicky end. I felt. I don't know if that was just me, but um, you weren't into it. I I could tell. uh, Yeah, I mean, I I found myself going, okay, this is not. I'm not totally into this, you know. Hmm. You said the the end felt gimmicky. The whole thing felt gimmicky. Just yeah, I mean, just like the the sets and the. It just felt too. Not uh, it felt like I was watching Dick Tracy or something. A I felt like somebody. Mm. That I felt like at times they were going to break into sharks and jets. A, li- a little bit, right? Yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know who's in the writers' room, and I love John Logan's work, but I will say I feel like white people are in charge of this story, and it feels like it. Like the whole the whole history of who you know, uh, Santa Muerta is and how it, she affects the people felt glossed over to me a little bit. Mm. It just felt, it felt like we're trying to get somewhere else to start the story, so we're going to do all this other stuff. It's really hard because if you've seen the original Penny Dreadful and you've got Eva Green to contend with yeah, and her Latin spewing backwards somersault praying you know that's intense that's hard to beat and also it's beautiful and it's just gorgeous this feels like a cheaper version of that i've seen la done better i've seen this time period done better but i know this about what logan did with the first one it took me about five episodes to latch onto the first one i wasn't immediately hooked um but eva green hooked me i was there for eva green I was there for a minute. Well, let's just face it. If Josh Hartnett wants to just, you know, read the phone book, I'm there. I'm there. I'm not really totally into white boys, but like, yeah, he's, I'm down for it. I liked what they did. It was very compelling and it felt very penny dreadful as this has got a bunch of stuff that I feel like I'm going to have to get a few episodes in to see where they're going because this is a great period of time. It's got all the things. It's got, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're touching on the Black Dahlia. They're talking about how um, Latin, Latinx, Hispanic community was pushed out of, um, what's the ravine called? Oh, Chavez. Chavez Ravine, yeah. yeah. Well, in, in, in real life, that's Chavez Ravine where Dodger mm. Stadium is. Because um, they, were, they were driving, they wanted to drive that, that uh, 110 freeway, yeah. the motorway, through 
from downtown to uh to Glendale. Pasadena. So this shit really happened, and then you have the Black Dahlia, and there was other kind of crazy murders that happened in the time. There was sex cults. You got your Nazis. All of that, you know, hinges in place. So I feel like it's going to be awesome, and it's going to get better, and pilots are weird. Pilots are always yeah. weird. Yeah. You only yeah. you got some money. You do it w- with it what you can. Then you see what the show really is. By episode three or four, you know how much money they were given. You know who's in for it. I don't... I didn't hate it. I was just not blown away by it. You loved it though, and I feel like we're yeah, shitting in your it. Easter basket. So no, no, I I can totally see all of that. I I loved it right off the bat, the same way I loved the first. It did not take me long to get into the the mm-hmm. first Penny Dreadful. I was in it like the first twenty minutes, like I was ready to go. Um, the one thing that that I wish that they had done, if they really again justifying this Penny Dreadful umbrella that they're doing and using that anthology thing like the way american horror story does it like i thought it would have been so cool if they had the same main titles and the same main titles music but they had redesigned it for city of angels i thought that would have been really cool i don't know what post-production when that wrapped up what it looked like pre all of this i don't know why but like when episode started and it just said showtime Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, created by John Logan. And it just cuts in. It feels like that was like put in place and like the main titles was supposed to be put in later. <laughs> and then th- all of this happened. And I don't know. That's, that's what it felt like to me. But I was like, okay, I guess we in it now. But like from the opening monologue, it felt very Penny Dreadful to me. And I don't know if it's because Natalie Dormer has a very similar cadence to Ava Green. Like, I deadass thought, like, the first trailer, that was Ava Green talking. Like, before we see Natalie Dormer in the trailer, I thought that was her talking. Yeah. Um, That, that all of that felt, like, pretty, pretty consistent with what, what I feel like Penny Dreadful is. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I just really loved it. I thought the characters were intriguing. I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit at the, the Nazi thing. Cause I was like, okay, how many times do you have to use Nazi as villains? But like, it's, it's historical. It was part of the time I can, I can let it slide. I can answer um, that. I can answer that. We will stop using Nazis as villain, uh, as villains when they fucking go away forever. And we don't have to remind people of fucking history and that fucking Nazis are always fucking here they were on huntington beach this weekend <laughs> just sunning themselves they're like you know come on i mean the only difference here is that what i think they they sort of reasoned or like made it what am i trying to say i think it's because they're using nazis like pre-world war ii so it, it kind of has like a different flavor to it because like when they're, they're doing that speech in the park i mean like everyone's like yeah i mean Sounds great. Sounds good to me, you know. I know, like, Hitlerism was a thing. I know all of that. But there was a new flavor to it. So I guess it's still pretty fresh. But also, I, I could just, again, do without. Um, yeah. No, I thought, again, I thought the characters were great. I love Santiago. I think he's a great protagonist. There was a lot of cool, intriguing conflicts that he had to deal with in the episode. I really loved it. I loved any time Natalie Dormer came in, shape-shifting all over the place. Yeah, that was And cool. the, the episode, like, in the writing, it doesn't make it a big deal at all, and it, like, waits for you to notice, especially that that second person that worked with the, the councilman, like, the 
I think it was Alex or something. I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's her. Yeah. There's nothing like her. Yeah. Um, Dormer's going to be a threat. She's going to, there's no, there is no doubt, you know, that Dormer, who is the whispering evil in the ear, Magda, she plays Alex, she plays Elsa, she plays Rio. I think she's going to be formidable and I think she's going to dominate. And this is going to be her yeah. series. We get to see yeah. what Natalie Dormer can do. Yeah. She's got the chops. It's always been there. It's just no one's like given her the road to be like a little bit with Marjorie Tyrell and Game of Thrones. I'm sure she was great in the, in the, the Hunger Games movies. I didn't see those, uh, the later ones. But like, just, I think she's going to come into her own in this. If she doesn't die of heat stroke in that leather ball gown <laughs> in the field. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. She's probably like, whose fucking idea was this shit? Yeah. The dress looks great, but, like, ugh. She I was, can't imagine how hot it must it have been. It was sickening. Uh, Daniel Zavato, who plays Tiago Vega. We had the Vega family. Um, I, I quite liked him. I've seen him in a few things. I really like what, what I've seen him in, I've enjoyed him in. And I've been seeing Adriana Barraza in shit everywhere. She plays Maria, the mother. I've seen mm-hmm. her in everything. If you look her up, she's like in Thor. She's in something you have seen. She has been in 30 of the somethings that you've seen. So it's cool to see her in this. And I hope that they give her prominence. And I hope she isn't just a, let's use the ethnic lady <laughs> washerwoman, the maid, and then jump off to something else. Because I hope we mm-hmm. spend some time with Maria. Yeah. You know. I mean, she did summon Santa Muerta. So, yeah. Did I cut your thought off? Were you saying something and I just went on you? I don't remember. Did no, I? I don't think you cut my thought off. Um, no, yeah. I think overall, as a pilot, I thought it did its job. It's perfectly serviceable. I quite liked how it ended. I really love how the the last scene was shot with Magda sort of walking through and whispering things in people's ears. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. That specifically felt like Penny Dreadful to me. I don't know. I don't know what I mean when I said, when I say it feels like Penny Dreadful. I just like kind of feel it. I don't know. It sounds weird. There there was, when, you, when you're talking about the whispering, there was like really cool effects when she was whispering and there was no audio. Yeah. And I, I fit at that sort of, it was really weird. I was like, oh, that's interesting how they did that because it affected me in a totally different way. Yeah. 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 You know, not it wasn't just like saying it's like, like a whisper of not something I like played backwards that we're all, you know, used mm-hmm. to. But yeah. it's just like, wow. Was she whispering, Donald Trump is going to win president in 2016? <laughs> were you, was anyone trying to read her lips while she was doing that? Uh, I did not. I was. I probably yeah, will on the second watch. Did you, could you figure out what she was saying? No. I couldn't. I, I'm I, bad at reading lips, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the why last I tried. Season of Game of Thrones wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're still disappointed it over the ending of Mr. Robot. The sides were there all the time. <laughs> it's really hot in this fucking dress. <laughs> I'm getting a yeast infection. <laughs> um, oh god! Is is her whispering like the Fox News of its time? Because totally. those you know those people get told yeah. I feel like it's letting uh, Magas off the hook, though. I feel like, you know, is somebody whispering in your ear or is just like, it's just you're lazy. You're just, hate feels good and it's lazy and it's like eating a hostess Twinkie over eating like your greens and running. So you're you know, just, I, you know, I thought about that and I was like, I'll put that on the back burner and see how I feel at the end of the season. Yeah. 
Because I don't want it to be like they're racist because a demon is whispering in their ear. Exactly. Because <laughs> like hell is other people. Because they're racist. Hell is other people. Jean Paul Sartre had it. I. I think it's one of the number one reasons why I was never afraid of monster movies when I was a kid. And then later when I moved to Los Angeles, a friend of mine's a special effects makeup artist. He meet all, he, he has a creature shop, means uh, creatures and all those dead bodies and monsters. And you would see them and it would take them hours, weeks, months sometimes to build a creature. And I was never afraid of those creatures because I know that they are completely fabricated. But just a hateful Becky with a phone, it's the most scariest fucking person on the planet. You know, or a guy who walks into the middle of a crowded park with a message for people who are predisposed to hate. Those are fucking scary monsters. So that I appreciate. I appreciate the monster in this particular world is ourselves. But it is a fine lined walk that demons and angels are dancing on the head of this pen. So. Yeah, I mean, the way I, I see it going just based on what I know about the writing and Penny Dreadful, I don't, I don't see it that being that ham fisted. I can see a world where Magda is sort of the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. Like those people have the thoughts and she just kind of enables them. Like, I mean, like when she's being Alex with that councilman, why do I keep saying it like that? Councilman. I'm just wondering if you're just trying to cancel me. Are, are you trying to get a thing started? I don't know what Cancel I me and y'all. I missed one podcast and now I forget to talk. Yeah, you don't know how it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, I at least I didn't get the sense when she was talking with the councilman that you know she was like making him racist. Like he had these thoughts and she's, she's like just making him. it worse. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's so just I don't pushing. know. I mean, that's kind of what um, what the creature and it does. It's like it's already there in the tip of your mind, and he just pushes you. He's yeah. that evil that lurks underneath the, the sewer or whatever. It comes up from the depths and just pushes you to what you're predisposed to be. And we are like that. That is human nature. People are like, I mm -hmm. could never kill anybody. I'm like, yeah, I could put you in many situations where you would be killing a motherfucker all day long. You know what I mean? Or how could that person do that? Well, we're living in a time where we're seeing everybody do some egregious shit. Not, not everybody, but a huge chunk of people are like signing up to be like straight up Nazis. I don't know if John Logan put Penny De Dreadful together before Trump. I feel like this was in his mind to do this a mm -hmm. long time ago. I was reading about Penny Dreadful for a while. I don't think the Nazis is a nod to modern day i just feel like it it was a real live thing at its time nazism and hitlerism did not die with hitler and it certainly yeah. was still very popular in the states and in, in all over afterwards they were like that guy almost got it done they look at it as sort of a missed opportunity you know six million jews 11 million people all totaled keep going we see this mentality right now in the real world let's Let's just let people, like, it's just straight up. Let people die. If they're going to die, they're going to die for the sacrifice of the greater whatever good or evil that you're into. So I don't, I didn't feel like the Nazis were out of step, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Because we see this huge thing with we had to do a nod to Trump. And all of us were like, it's one thing to live through it and wake up every day and realize that that's your, you know, alleged president. Well, he is yeah. the fucking president. He is the president of the United States. It's another thing to have to like watch it in your entertainment and it be this sort of like cloth rending, oh my God, hysterical thing. 
nobody needs that. I didn't feel like that was happening here. But yeah, yeah. it's just it's just the pilot. We'll see what rolls on from here. Um, I want to talk about standout performances. It was so good to see Nathan Lane. I would have mm. never expected Nathan Lane to be in a show like this. I'm so excited. I love that Logan picks these beautiful, um, long IMD credited gay men to be at the core of his stories and Penny Dreadful. Our um our character actor from a long ago was he played um I can't remember his name now. He had the wife. Rory, Rory Kinnear? No, um he had the wife, he had the seances, he had the funny hair, he had the the speech thing. Yeah, I can't remember his name. That guy, um, in the first Oh, Lyle. Lyle. So we have yeah. Lyle and I, I just I feel like he just, you know, he knows how to cast these things and he knows mm-hmm. I don't think he cast them because they were gay. I'm just saying. He has these people here for a reason. I think I was making a weird point there. I'm not trying to make a weird point. <laughs> um, I do, who was going to say, Rory Kinnear is back, Dr. Peter Kraft. He's our Nazi. So he's going to be our villain this time out. He was our sympathetic character. He was Frankenstein's monster last time. So seeing him here is great. Also some new faces I've never seen. Sebastian Chacon plays Fly Rico. And Dominic Sherwood plays Kurt. Uh, Julian Hillard, Tom Kraft. Um, Aiden Roca plays Diego Diego Lopez, and here's the thing: is like, and also coming up is Amy Madigan, y'all. Amy Madigan um, is the kid who was in Mr. Robot last season. Played mm-hmm. the young Tiago Vera, or is it Vera? Vega. Vega in the field. He's the one who gets knocked back by Santa Muerta. She's like, "Bitch, get yeah. up out of here! I'm marking you." Um, so that's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, well, he did, he just, just a one and done. He's like, I got to do Mr. Robot. I'm going to bounce. This is great. But then there's yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of just great casting here that he does how to cast. Well, I have to say he knows how to cast well, and hopefully the script will get turned up a little bit of a notch. Can I say that? Yeah. Cause yeah. I was, you think it needs more oomph? Yeah, I just, uh, there wasn't one bad script in Penny Dreadful. When you go to rewatch it, after you get used to the rhythm of what that writer's room did and what Logan does, Penny Dreadful it has its own heartbeat. It's its own thing. I don't compare it to anything else. I didn't feel like it was connected to the show at all, and I did feel like some of the things that people were saying, I felt like I was watching a, you know, a CBS show at mm. times. I was just like, I'm sorry, what's happening? <laughs> this is a cable show. So maybe they, they get this worked out. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think the only time that the show took me out of it was I can't remember what scene what it was, but I was I was remembering thinking like, oh, like what a cool soundstage. Like it didn't feel like a real location. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's a period piece and we tear shit down all the time in L.A. And after the pandemic, we're probably just going to tear everything down and just make it a big, you know, fucking open plan. Just a park. LA is just going to become a park and we're all going to be vaping and um, taking selfies. Um, But I I feel like um, it's hard to capture that period because they tore it all down. They they ripped all the Latino communities up to to do whatever the fuck they wanted to because they didn't feel like they mattered. Um, It's really hard to find that real estate here. But it did feel very soundstage-y. Can I also say the, like... When I first watched it and I finished the episode, um, 
Tiago killing Raul yeah. didn't feel out of place at first. I watched it again this morning and I was like, do I believe that Santiago would have done that to save Nathan Lane? It that, didn't, I didn't buy it. <laughs> I For some reason on the second watch, it, it stood out. I don't know if it was because I was focusing on different things, more more on like the character side of things, but it felt a little forced. And I don't know how much of that is Magda. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like she had any influence in, in Tiago shooting that gun. And I mean, like he's worked with Nathan Lane for like a couple of days and that's his brother. It's so literally like, day two and he murders his brother, the oldest brother of the family. Yeah, I don't mm, I don't know. Yeah. It just stood out so much to me this morning when I rewatched it. I was like, I don't know, man. It's a big deal for me. It, it was probably, I was, thank you. That was my, actually my last point I was going to make is that I don't buy that, uh, that action at all. I, it just doesn't make any sense unless that's our linchpin. And for the rest of this, he's going to be haunted. For the rest of the series, he's going to be messed up by this. You don't recover from this, you don't come back from this. What does this one singular event in his life make? Yeah, it feels like it's supposed to be in the inciting incident of something. Yeah. But to me, on the second watch, it felt like because we had the Santa Muerta thing and the the prophecy that she was talking about how brother will kill brother. Right. It felt like they they were trying to give that payoff instead of focusing on whether that character would actually do that. I feel like if if that happened like halfway through the season, I might have yeah. bought it a little more depending on what happened in those those how many episodes is this going to be? Do you know? I think it's only 12? 6. Only 6? Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's uh I don't think it's a whole lot. It's 6 to 8. It's a short season. Just oh, okay. to see if people well, yeah. respond to it. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. I just feel that way. I uh, it's kind of like, like it's kind of for me. It's kind of like I want to, I want it all to just pile up so I can just go all the way through it mm-hmm. and just have them box card because then I, I feel like it'll do me, you know, I'll do the story justice by you like it better that way so yeah. you can retain it. Yeah, I hope it doesn't Carnival itself. Carnival, beautiful series, had a budget, Dust Bowl era, Clea Duvall, Clancy Brown. Uh, Amy Madigan again, just gorgeousness. Michael, um, my friend Mike, was in it. Um, I should say probably former friend. He doesn't talk to me anymore. Anyway, it's a long story. It's a whole, it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, Name job. It's a misunderstanding. <laughs> I'm sure we'd be friends if we saw each other again. Um, that show never launched. Like it had everything that you would want. It had. The Traveling Circus. It did the Traveling Circus, the Dust Bowl Circus, better than, uh, you know, American Horror Story did. Yeah. In spades. It was beautiful. And then just went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where, if you're going to do a show, I always say if you're writing like a feature or a book or whatever, you can kind of probably skip the outline. But when you're doing a fucking TV show, you need to know where you're going. You need yeah. to know where you're going to land or have a Jennifer Hutchinson in the room. So when you introduce a big mcguffin in breaking bad and you're vince gilligan you turn to your writer's assistant and go okay i've introduced this thing and we've shot it so what do we do with that and she's like and then turn that into gold this guy didn't have a jennifer hutchinson or something and so it kind of fell off a cliff i don't know what logan's gonna do with this and i'm rooting for him i want this to be good i don't like to fold my arms and shit on things i'm not a critic but um i do believe in 
this man as a showrunner and what he can bring to the table because he's brought it. He's done it. Um, I just don't know if he just stepped into something that was in over his head or it's going to be made known. I mean, just for me, it was a little weird to cast who he cast as Santa Muerta. I don't know uh, Lorena Izzo's work. Um, I'm sure she's amazing. I'm sure she's wonderful. But I was just sort of expecting Santa Muerta to be, yeah, like Yolitza Arapizio, or however you say her last name, the the actress who was in Roma. Did, didn't did she win an Oscar? She was nominated for an Oscar. Did she win? I don't know. I don't know. Should have. She's amazing. Um, I was expecting someone like that. I was a little disappointed that Logan's had all this time on the water to do this, and I feel like that casting is one of the problems, the The fact that the set feels weird. And also, it, this one, I have a lot of friends <laughs> from that community. If y'all left y'all's equipment out by the house at night, we would have broken that. They would have broken that shit apart. There would have been no tractor sitting there. <laughs> Yeah. There'd been no wheels on the motherfucker. There would no well, engine. They would they would have disappeared that shit overnight. I'm like, what kind of uh, these? I I know our old school uh, Latino folk. They'd be carrying that shit off. So they, in the first the first time they showed that those the the tools out there, it was like vacant. Yeah. But they showed it again from a, you know, minutes later, and there was an armed guard walking around it. So I was like, "Oh, okay. So I guess they." Have I don't guards. think you understand. You're underestimating these folks. <laughs> but yeah, if you're gonna, if they're, yeah, there's not gonna be, there's not gonna be one guy there. My rednecks and the Latino community, we have a lot in common. We have some really good mechanics in both communities. Um, in in the, I just you gotta sleep sometimes if you're a guard. He's gotta have a sandwich. Literally, could take half of one of those tractors apart in like eight minutes. By the time this guy gets back from the john, fucking tractor gone gone so i was a little disappointed <laughs> this is what i'm saying these little trap yeah. doors that yeah or you could just molotov cocktail the thing and no one will know mean, where it came from right hey and now you have a barrier there and they have to work on getting that what thing you gonna out do? before like, they can get something in the racist white cops are gonna round up all the brown people you can't even identify anybody anyway so i'm just saying i just feel like there's some golden opportunities because logan gets i'm sure there's a a posh Londoner somewhere going, he got Penny Dreadful completely all wrong. <laughs> they did not have that corset until 19. But I'm just saying for for those of us who are watching Penny Dreadful from that period, they nail it. This, yeah. I just felt like, are y'all sure y'all want to do this? It's not really your toolbox. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, I think the one thing that is working against them is deciding to market this show as a penny dreadful. I anthology. agree. I think it's just, just it's confusing all of us. It's like it's a stumbling block. Well, it and be- it's hard not to compare it to the to the original. Yes. If you're if you're making it as a spinoff or part of yeah. or a second part of an anthology. I don't know. I mean, and I can also see I haven't seen people complaining about this, but no, I can see a world where people, I mean, like Santa Muerta is not a penny dreadful. No. So like to use like something that originated in Victorian London and putting Santa Muerta under that feels a little weird. I have not seen people making that argument. I've just been thinking about it and like they just, I'm just saying they just gotta be real careful. Cause like, yeah, 
I don't know. I think that's working against them. Unless they have plans for an Ava Green cameo or a Dorian Gray cameo or something, a name drop somewhere, I just don't see the reasoning behind it. I mean, same. Yeah. I You know, I'm going to keep watching it. And I don't feel like I'm going to, like, yeah. super hate it. There's a lot of stuff that, like, we just... I don't even take the time to hate things. I just... I will watch something and be like, oh, I'll bounce after 20 minutes and go, that's not for me. I just... I maybe it's because I'm in my middle age. I used to give things a lot of chances, and it probably is because I'm in my middle age. I'm like, I don't have a whole lot of years left. I could get the COVID just getting, you know, like some hand wipes or some shit at the grocery store. Life is short. So if something doesn't immediately engage me, a book or or whatever I'm trying to enjoy, I just bounce because, you know, I'm not going to spend my time hating on something or being mad. I'm like, oh, I'm going to move on. I, I didn't feel that way with this. I will return to it. But it's like, yeah. it, it's like a West world. I feel like I want to pile it up, let all six episodes, six to eight episodes roll, and then I'll clock it. Yeah. And I'll know how I feel about it definitively rather than every week going, eh, well, I, yeah. you know, I don't know. So. It's like, it's like a season three Westworld. I don't, I don't think it's at a season two Westworld yet. Cause even that I was appointment watching all the way through. Did you like season two of Westworld? I liked one episode. Yeah. There's a lot of butthole pondering in season two of Westworld. I'm just here for uh, Tandy Newton, whatever she wants to do. I'm like, okay, I'll watch you, girl. Yep, you want to do that? All right. <laughs> okay. So I guess my problem in season three is there's not enough Tandy. But you and I need to catch up. There's two episodes that are out, or at least one. It's like riveting, so we had to get to it. I will watch this again. There's so many. It was cool to see Data. He probably hates that. Uh, he has a name. He's like, use my name. <laughs> Brent Spin- uh, Spinner. Is it Spinner or Spiner? He plays uh, Ned Vanderhoff. So excited to see him. Mm. Uh, Lynn Shea is in this. It's so good to see Lynn working. Something about Mary Lynn Shea. Also in Buster's Malheart. <laughs> um, I can play one degree of Rami Malek all day long. Do not get me started. It's my favorite drinking game. So, yeah, I, I feel like there's just going to be a lot of good shit to come. I'm going to give it a chance. But that pilot was a little rough for me. Just a little rough for the reasons we've stated. And mm-hmm. I think if it had just John, we just went, oh, John Logan, he's the guy who also did Penny Dreadful and taken that out of the name. I don't think we would yeah. be having a big, crazy kind of comparison conversation around this. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it. I just I can't stop thinking about like, did they feel like the show without the Penny Dreadful umbrella would be a hard sell for some people? I don't know. Maybe. But a lot. like if like if if this had come out. And it had a quiet marketing and didn't have the Penny Dreadful umbrella. Would I be watching it? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, I would have, I would have tuned in just for um, some of the people that they, I know that they had cast in it, casted yeah. in it. But yeah. I don't know, like, I w- if yeah, I would have. But stayed. also, Showtime sucks at marketing in general. I feel like, like when I was scrolling through the Showtime map, I'm like, what are any of these? shows yeah what is and this? this thing we mentioned that last night it's like why isn't this on the top because it's brand new and it's like five yeah. six layers deep i had to scroll through a bunch of series yeah. i don't know so, who's well, working I went, over I didn't there search it because i figured it was just going to be right on top but it wasn't it's kind of been this know. way with showtime for a while i mean i do watch shameless i clock shameless but i go over there and i'm like what's happening over here what's going on what is your programming they have all these really hard sell shows 
Loved Ray Donovan the first two seasons, and then after a while, I'm just like, way too much Mickey, way too much of that guy in real life and on screen. I don't know. Also, Ray, Ray needs fucking help. He needs an exorcist. I don't care. I want to keep watching this. Um, there's just a lot of problematic shows on on Showtime. Not as bad as Stars, which you're like, what's happening in here? I'll go Outlander, <laughs> and we're done. I don't know. Maybe that Power Show, but like, I don't sure. know what's happening with with Showtime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very confusing to me. So maybe that's why they did it to cut through the noise. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe yeah. I get it. Um, you could have just from the creator of Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. I mean, it's simple. It's just it's uh, a yeah. title cards. You know, yeah. I remember where I'm. Rem- uh, I'm seeing Daniel uh, Zabato in. He was in Here and Now, so 2018 HBO series. Very up its own ass. I can't decide whether I loved it or didn't love it. It just kept being a little too, I don't know, precious. And I couldn't I couldn't finish it. But I remember watching him and going, oh my God, it's like Johnny Depp and he never drinks. Um, He reminds me of a very hot young uh, Johnny Depp. He's very attractive. This Daniel Zavai. But the casting, it, and again, you can't have perfection, but like the guy who's the cop who's doing well in the in kind of the white world, he's sort of like the passing sort of homogenized person in the family, and everybody else is just like a Vega. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, There's some mm-hmm. weird shit going on with that that I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what happened? There's three brothers. These two guys are like Mexican looking as fuck, and then there's this guy, Johnny Depp's cousin. And I'm like, <laughs> and then Mama is like washerwoman, like Mexican lady. And then we got, I don't like, we couldn't have cast this. I don't know. I'm sure he's going to be amazing. I just was finding that very unusual. Or maybe he was drawn toward the police force because he does have those looks. Anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. One one last thing that I will say, um, I forgot to mention earlier. Um, I think what John Logan does really well with period pieces is that he doesn't let the aesthetic overpower story. Yeah. Like I think in period pieces it's very easy to get lost in the novelty of ye oldy props and ye oldy costumes. And that it's not a problem in Pain Dreadful and it's not a problem in City of Angels. So I think again, when I say it felt like Penny Dreadful, that in particular yeah. at least felt grounded. Again, it was just that sound stage, it just stood out to me for some reason. I don't know. But yeah, I wanted to say that. Yeah, I, where did they shoot Pity Dreadful? I mean, whatever. I mean, it had to have been on, obviously on a lot. Did they shoot that in the UK? Do the, we know this one or the first one? Uh, the first one. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I just felt like I was there. It was gorgeous, and I'm like, so you can't, why can't you master this? You know, yeah, I don't know. It was like I mean, you you forgive it when you see like very quaint little small sets that you know you're on a set, but you don't mind it, like Call the Midwives. You Dublin, know, Dublin and um, London. Oh, so it did feel like the real deal because yeah. they shot it there and it felt like really good. And they're, they're shooting in the real deal here. They're shooting in Los Angeles. The Reservoir, there's a vibe of Los Angeles that is there. Yeah, there's... Until we go to yeah. the, you know, to the ravine, the barrio or wherever, then it's like, oh God, what's happening? Like, there's... You know. There's definitely they're they're definitely capturing that sort of 
part of L.A. Like when we drive through, we're like, oh, the ghost stories on this time period. L.A.'s haunted as fuck. You know, their cityscapes are, are capturing that. Yeah, I, I yeah. love the spookiness of it. I love the idea of, of it. I still think it could be amazing. And uh, I can't wait to, you know, for Logan to shut my mouth and, you know, own the day. I'm, I'm rooting for this show. Like I said, I'm going to yeah. keep watching it. I'll watch every episode. Yeah, same. Those are just a few things. That's why, like, we normally don't do first episodes, but I feel like we were all so excited about Penny Bit Dreadful coming back that we wanted to jump on and go, hey. (laughs) Well, it'll be interesting (laughs) to see. I mean, if it, as long as the show doesn't take a sharp right turn and we just start hating it, I feel like we'll come back and do an end of season podcast and compare and contrast. Sure. See if any of our feelings have changed. But yeah. PowerPoint presentation. You're like, I ain't doing those (laughs) motherfucker. I just got out of. Then diagrams. Oh yeah. No, I'm done. I'm done with that shit. Nobody give me no damn homework. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, I feel you. So yeah, that's that's it for that. Uh, how are you guys doing? How's everybody doing? We're checking in. You know, for me in in the pandemic, day to day, I have big changes, small changes. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I'm in the process of sound treating my office Yay. for reasons. We put up some cur- some blackout curtains on these windows to try to get. Well, you can't see because of Moyer's wig wall, but right. Just to, you know, get some better sound. I still have this huge window to the right of me that still needs to be covered, but we got to order some curtains You don't for sound that. bouncy, though, like right now. You sound pretty no. good. Yeah. I know. I feel like just that has made already can, a little I bit of a difference. I can tell a difference. Not to make, it's I just wanna, like yeah. right there where the, you, you know, you go up in inflection, I can hear the reverb. But other than that, it sounds, yeah. it's definitely yeah. different. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. And then just powering through this last week. I'm so excited. I feel like. I should drag you to Skype at least to toast you for two seconds. Let's do it. When your week is over and the three of us hop on and we say hello. I feel like we have to mark it in some way. We could do a podcast to market. Let's do it. it. How about that? Drink some bubbly on the, the well, weekend drink podcast. Some bu- <laughs> I'm always drinking on this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I mean, I normally, no, I actually should take that back. I, I didn't, I Back in the day when we had another podcast, we would do Walking Dead. We would do it in the backyard, drunk as hell. Everyone was fucking drunk. Fucking drunk. I don't even know if it was any good. We had a good old time. They were like an hour and a half long. We were always making fun of Rick. On this podcast? No, 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 no. Years ago, we we had this podcast. What was it called? It's Been Emotional? That was the first one. No, what was it? That was... No, No, the, the second one was Bad Kind of Puppy. The first one was It's Been Emotional. It's Been Emotional, something like that. It's a line out of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Only I got it. Are they still in circulation, or have you taken nope. all of them? They down? are nope. totally, they are totally are they? Are they gone. Down? They're they totally are gone. I have them, but we would just get yeah. We should send you one or two. We would just get ham boned <laughs> and sit in the backyard. And there's like seven, seven, eight people, and we would just be drunk as fuck and smoking and drinking. There was a clink of a lot of ice, and then they, we're next to the park, so there's dogs barking and shit, and planes taking off. Um, <laughs> it might be worth a listen. I don't know. But that sounds yeah, awesome. <laughs> it was actually pretty, it was pretty, I don't even know the points we made. And then like later on, I was having to write about Walking Dead. And so it got a little bit more serious and I had to pay attention and I couldn't drink. And then after a while, I was like, I can't do this podcast drunk. I can't, nobody wants to hear you slur on a microphone. Like nobody wants to hear that shit. So, but during the pandemic, I have been doing some low level sipping. So this is some Chardonnay. For me, this is like, this is like drinking water. So. 
it needs a I need a trank gun to be knocked out after all the years <laughs> that I've been drinking. So so no. But I well you should dig a couple of those episodes up. Play them for Andre. Yeah. See what he thinks. That'd be really funny. You know. He'll be like, "Oh my god, you guys <laughs> have come a long way." <laughs> I have no idea what they sounded like. And I think we always tried to be positive. And I think at one point Maybe two of the people who were doing the podcast weren't getting along. Then schedules. It's L.A. Trying to get somebody to show up to something in L.A. Like that's fucking. Well, maybe that's all going to change. Maybe maybe when we're all on the other side of this and there's a vaccine and you invite somebody to a house party, they're going to be early. I feel like people are going to be like, yes, I'll be there. They'll be at the bar on time. True. It's the only way to get Angelinos not to like cancel is just to have a pandemic and have them miss people. But um but then it'll wear off after a couple of years. Oh, I think it'll wear off in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I think everybody will forget everything they've learned in the pandemic. It'll be... Oh, it's already worn off. See what motherfuckers are doing? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to close our beaches again because people will be out there like, i got to take my white flesh out to the beach like a beached whale and i got to get the skin cancer. But, I, but, but not for nothing. There are a lot of people who, like, we don't have central heat and air or we don't have central air. So yeah. we are having a heat wave right now in L.A., and a lot of times that's the only way people can get cool. When I lived in Chicago, didn't have an air conditioner, and I live right near uh, Lake Michigan in Evanston. And I would go, we would, me and my husband, would, the first one, uh, would go down to the, to the Lake Michigan and stand in it like cows just to cool down. So I get it. You're going to the beach to do that. So, I, you know, not everybody's there to be a dick. But we went to, we, you and I drove to the marine layer, right? Ian and I drove down there, and I sent you some video. I just felt like nobody was really paying, getting this thing serious. They were just like, well, we're just going to go ahead and sit in the park very close to other people. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm just checking to see what an L.A. heat wave looks like. It's like 90. Oh, he's going to question oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a real oh, thing. Oh, well, you getting up in the 80s it's next week. <laughs> now it's like 60s. Look, when you don't have it was, it air was conditioning, it, you don't have air conditioning, and it's ninety-two <laughs> degrees in your motherfucking house. Trust yeah. me, you go run screaming naked into the fucking ocean. It was ninety the other day, and when we drove out to the desert, it was ninety. Yeah. Oh yikes! It gets so. hot. No, it, it hits. It hits fifty degrees in West Virginia. We we out in the street, buck ass nude. I know, but just like, <laughs> and that's how it used to be in Chicago too. It'd be like forty-eight degrees. People just like topless. <laughs> You're like, what's happening? Why is this bitch wearing shorts to work? It's like it's 48 degrees outside. Ah, so. But here it's it's you know I get it when people want to they want to get out of the house. They've been cooped up with their kids, but it was just like there was a lot of recklessness. People forget they get to the beach and they're like, and now we have this already. We're seeing cases yep. from people just not taking it seriously, and that just means we're going to be here forever. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know who we're going to be on the other side of this. I don't know who we're going to be. I feel like it's going to be not as negative as a lot of people are making it out to be. I think we are going to change in the best possible ways. I and, do like and the change is painful. I like the drive up, uh, pick up shopping. Yeah, we did that today. We ordered uh, from our local grocer and went and picked it up. We just parked into the slot that was designated for pickups. Mm-hmm. And we, it was like a, we ordered it. And it was ready a couple of hours later. Everything was there. We rolled right up to it, and we were, we're like, this is kind of the way we could shop for a long time, you know. Yeah. Well, so. you you did that for groceries. Yeah. yeah. First time. 
Yeah, my mom used to do that, but now there's like no available time slots anymore. Yeah. It's super hard to get for pick to schedule up. a time slot to pick up. Yeah. Interesting. I think yeah. they finally worked it out because we do have a lot more grocery stores around here. I can understand if maybe you had a limited amount of grocery stores, that becomes like a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't get delivery around here because the slots get eaten up. But pickup seems to be working. I don't know. Region to region, neighborhood to neighborhood. Not everybody, you know, this is all piecemeal and ad hoc and patchwork, so. And we're going to go to a different place next week, so. Yeah, because we, I got to tell you, we paid out that. We didn't even order any meat. We're getting ready for a meatless world. Tyson rolled up out of bed and went, it's all going away, guys. Fuck you. (laughs) We're going to gas all these chickens in the field. No chicken for you. So we're just trying to get ahead yeah, of the curve. Yeah, I saw your vegetable haul. I was like, yeah. Yes. We're going. We're just diving face deep into de- vegetables. We're just going to be those people. Like, I'm not going to every official ever ever officially say I'm a this or a that, mm-hmm. but we've been kind of leaning yeah. toward that world for a long time, simply because health wise. Um, factory farming is not sustainable. It's just not. And it's and I think there's a lot of cancer in the population because of a lot of ways where the bre- the breadbasket is forced to perform. So trying we were already trying to get ahead of that. And then, you know, just getting older and having a doctor go, you need to cut your cholesterol or and you need to do all these other things, just naturally you kind of go in that direction. So I don't yeah. want to be over here having like a serious fried chicken addiction and then they ain't no fried chicken. Trying to yeah. anticipate some shit. Yeah, I feel like I'm eating better too. I made a, something really good the other day for lunch, and it, it's a great way to to eat less and feel really full. So you get some brown wild rice. You cook that. Get an egg. Um, butter it with um, either olive oil butter or olive oil spray, so you don't have to use butter. Put a little salt on the egg, but if you feel like you can eat, you can go without, go without, you know, less sodium. And then, so you cook that egg, put the egg on the rice, cut up some avocado, come up some um, tomatoes, put a little cilantro, a little sriracha, and you're good to go for like the next nine hours. Sriracha. I don't hate that dish at all. That sounds sounds super fun. It's really good. Yep. Until the eggs run out. Until the eggs run out. (laughs) How much are avocados? But honestly, the the egg is you can go without even. You probably could go. Yeah. yeah. How much what? Avocados out there are they expensive? I don't know. My they're, mom buys them. They're probably a so dime. I, I have been contemplating going for drives. I you know because they stopped pulling people over. I think that's awesome. You I feel totally like do I it. feel like we do that occasionally on the west side. We at least like when we're on the way to the grocery store or the weed store. Mm-hmm. Um the we weed. sort of no, we drive along no the uh smoking around here. We drive a- <laughs> <laughs> Everybody smokes pot. We're driving along the ocean and we see how things roll and like and it's just kind of nice to get out of the house. But then driving that long distance to Morongo Valley the other day, I was like, "No, nah, I don't want to be in the car like this." <laughs> like yeah there's a i hit i'd like to see a happy medium i'd like to drive to downtown and see what's up it's empty down there yeah yeah i would love to go on a get go on a driving knocks and podcasts out because like i i my podcasts keep piling up because again i'm not commuting anywhere which is normally when i do my listen to my podcast so when i am listening to my podcast it's either when i'm making making coffee in the morning or making dinner 
or like walking outside when I take walks, but like that still doesn't take up most of the podcasts that I listen to. So I would love to just like go drive around and listen to a couple of episodes of my favorite podcast and just like that sounds relaxing. see things, <laughs> see the world. Yeah, that sounds like a, that would be super fun. I think that would be. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that Friday as a treat to myself because we don't have mm-hmm. our last day of classes is on Thursday. So Friday, I'm just going to like reward myself and, Aww, and just that. go drive. See, you are <laughs> planning to do something. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm going to, I know you're not, I can't get non-bath people turned into bath people. But one of the, the ways that, because I don't have a commute. I haven't had a commute for a couple of years. And I love podcasts and I do walk the dog. But like you're right, you take the dog on a 20, 30 minute walk and then you're in the middle of the story and you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's good for gardening and shit like that. But I take a bath every day. And the reason that I think I take the baths the way I do is because I'm clocking through a book or a podcast and I know it's 30 minutes. That's why I love lore. Lore is one of my favorites because they're short. They're like 30, 31, 36 seconds, you know, 36 uh, minutes. This American Life, I can chunk through one episode in three baths kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. It's a good way to just get a good soak on. They, they're they like a self-massage. I don't know. I just I, I make a whole thing out of my baths and my basic ass yeah. bathtub. I mean, I like baths too, but I can't, I can't stay in one for like longer than 20 minutes. Like yeah. If I stay in too long, then like I start getting like a headache because the water's too hot or I'll just like, I don't love the the idea of just like sweating for 20 minutes. Well, your your so, bath like, water's I, way I, too hot. What you doing in there, girl? You're trying to like boil your skin off? No, it's not that hot, but I'm just like, I don't know. If I stay too long, it gets like uncomfortable. I will do a soak when I feel like I need it, like especially when I've had troubles in the past with my muscles playing the viola, like the baths always helped and they were always amazing. I feel you. But yeah, I don't know. I ain't trying to push it on you. (laughs) Thanks for the recommendation though. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's it for us. I think we're going to be back on the weekend. We'll be, um, we will be celebrating. I think we've decided we're going to be celebrating Andre's graduation from college. And, uh, and if you want, if you're graduating from something, uh, or just wanting to celebrate the end of the week, come back and join us. We're going to be back next weekend with that. Um, and we will wait till the end of uh, City of Angels to come back and do an episode on that. We owe you an episode on that since we kind of were like half of us or most of us were like, me. we'll come back and we'll talk about that when it's all wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys are sleeping well. I know it's hard to sleep well right now. Um, I wish you sleep. Whatever it is that you're doing, share it with us so we can share it with other people. I also want to give another shout-out to the Ordeal podcast. They gave us a shout-out. Shout-out back, yo. They're in Croatia. They're um, just starting their podcast. We wish them well. We want them to take off and and, and to uh, do great. They're in lockdown, too. They're starting to relax theirs pretty soon. Uh, But they've been wishing us well, and we want to wish you guys well. So we hope that you are taking care of yourself. Anybody got, got any tips for sleep or indica if you smoke indica or take an indica gummy that'll help for sleep i highly recommend that smoke a fat bowl that'll put you to sleep (laughs) i don't know i've been relying on melatonin again i think it works for me again if you're planning on waking up early it's probably not the best solution yeah but if you have to be on that zoom call at six probably maybe not yeah yeah and 
just just be aware of how much you're taking because you don't want to get to a point like where you can't sleep without it. So fine line to walk. But that's what's been helping me get a good amount of sleep, some sort of schedule going. So I have to highly recommend this. I have to say I'm doing I'm doing I have a treadmill, so I'm fortunate enough to have a treadmill. Thank God I bought this damn treadmill on Amazon like six months ago. It's saving my ass. But whether it's walks around your park or wherever, 30 minutes at a clock or 20 minutes, like a good pace. I'm trying to do an hour a day. I break it up into two different things, and then I'm lifting weights. You can do cans. I used to lift uh, canned goods because I didn't want to keep weights in my house. I have some little cheap weights that I work out with. I don't know what it is, but it resets me. Like when I knock that exercise out, it doesn't feel like a chore. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. it to lose weight. I'm doing it to recenter myself. Yeah. It is making a damn difference. And then I'm also, we don't do our entertainment stuff until tonight. Yeah, I'll walk to Monk on the treadmill. I'm watching Monk. It's kind of like a, a training video. Um, so I'll watch that while I'm on the treadmill. And then we won't watch any entertainment until the evening. So we try to have something to do, chores, tasks, craft. But then I also hear from people who are like, leave me the fuck alone. I just want to be in my pajamas. I just want to get really good at this Fortnite shit and... Be the next ninja. Yeah. Whatever's working for you. But if you are struggling with like, we're all struggling with stress. For me, de-stressors are baths and exercising and having a structured day somewhat. Even if I, even knowing I have a structured day that I don't pay attention to helps psychologically somehow. So, I don't know. Indian's been gardening his balls off. I have a victory garden. He's uh, he's got a victory garden growing in the backyard. I'm very proud of you, honey. You're you're. I'm gonna do some uh, some of those uh, cucumbers if I get those those seeds to germinate. I'm so excited. His his tomatoes are growing. His garlic the is garlic growing. Garlic is growing. His garlic is sprouting. Jesus and the wow. two thieves. That's their names. <laughs> Jesus. There's three of them. <laughs> Jesus and the two thieves. I think it's the two thieves that are taking off. I don't think Jesus has sprouted yet. Jesus hasn't risen yet. You know how he be. He's just like, I need to come late. I need to be the center of attention. I well, am it's, pandemic, it's pandemic Jesus. And it he's, is pandemic he's walking. Jesus. He's taking pandemic time. Jesus. And he's, you know, he's got his jeans on. And he's waiting to get to Apocalypse Jesus where that's he's right. on his motorcycle. But right now he's still walking. So Veronica, that's our tomato plant. She's doing well. Hi, go hi. And then uh, I don't know what we're going to be naming our cucumbers. Yeah. They're Persian cucumbers. So I think we need to stay respectful <laughs> to their origin. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to attempt it here. I'm going to find somebody, you know, that fits that bill. To get some mm-hmm. good names. So uh, the gin. No, probably not. I love the origin of that. All right. You guys take care of yourself. We will see you next week. And, uh, yeah, just remember that peace, love, and sunshine. We do, do care about you. Hope you're well. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>